Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and attorney Althea DeVar Johnson. Good morning. Good morning, Mind Your Business listeners. Good morning, Althea. I'm sorry. Good morning, attorney Althea DeVar Johnson. How are you? Good morning, Dr. Flo. <laughs> we, we had a... a- interesting start, didn't we? Yes, we had an interesting start, and you, I'm starting to realize I'm going to start separating you and Leah before the show so I can get some peace before we go on the air. Okay. <laughs> then we will never get on air. That. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. We can't do without Leah. Hello, Mind Your Business. We are here today on Tuesday, and I am excited. I mm-hmm. am excited because I have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guest here on the radio with us today. And I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her. I can tell you one thing that she's an excellent speaker because I met her at a Toastmasters district conference. Mm, and when yeah. she told me what she did, I thought, Woohoo, I got to get you on the air. So I'm real excited. Today, I have Ms. Terrell Dinkins. From One Bucket Nation LLC. Hi, Terrell. How are you? Hello, Florin. How are you? I'm fine. Let me let me read you a little bit about uh, Miss Terrell. Terrell has a tremendous passion as an advisor for creating intelligent financial strategies that help individuals, families, and small business owners reach their personal financial goals. And you know that's. I love that, right, Althea? All right. Maximizing wealth potential and minimizing cost and efficiencies are key goals. Terrell aims for with all of her, uh, this is what Terrell aims for with all of her clients. And this is what we're going to be talking about for probably, this is going to take a whole hour. Because this book is awesome, right? She is the author of One Bucket at a Time a self-help book to encourage women to strategically be prepared for the long haul. She has been featured in numerous magazines. She sat on panels and spoken to numerous groups for providing her expert opinion on personal finance and sharing her knowledge on getting your financial house in order. She has traveled um, internationally and she speaks to audiences on wealth building. And so you're really from Atlanta. I'm a native. Native Atlantic. Okay. I'm 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 looking at you like you got a third eye, right? I don't meet a lot of people in Atlanta from Atlanta. (laughs) I'm not a Grady baby. I think everybody in Atlanta is a Grady baby. I'm a Hugh Spalding baby. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. And so she grabbed, oh, and uh, she graduated from Georgia Southern University, but you also have your MBA from my alma mater. I did my doctorate at Mercer University. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So she did hers at Stetson School of Business at Mercer. Um, and so she uh, also uh, is, uh, finished the executive program for financial planning from Georgia, uh, University of Georgia's Terry College. And Skiwi, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's my Sarah. She's my, that's right. All right, that's all right. right. So, we so, so you right. know she bad. She, you know okay. she bad. Okay, they having a little love. I don't care. I don't care. These, I don't AKAs, care. These AKAs are having a little love. La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you Brains know, I, and beauty. I have a, a question that's not even uh, financially related. How did you get your first name? Which one? Okay, Terrell. Terrell. Terrell is actually my middle name. We won't talk about my first name, but Terrell came from <laughs> uh-huh. 
Terrell came from Tammy Terrell, the singer. Oh, oh, cool. Yes. And so I think I'm probably the only female Terrell out there or someone's last yeah. name. So uh, my that's mom nice, liked the name Terrell mm -hmm. and my parents agreed on it. So oh, that's okay. nice. I like that okay, name. Great. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah, it rhymes with my mom's name. I like that name. Okay. So let's get on into your book, because I think when I was looking over this book, I think it's extremely interesting. So first of all, I want to know a little bit about you that led up to this book. Tell me about Terrell. How did Terrell get here? Thank you so much for asking that question. I am walking in my purpose. Uh -huh. I have always been a good steward with my money mm. and um naturally I, people always came to me to help them with their finances. I was just good. I, when I say walk on my purpose, I don't carry debt mm -hmm. and I try to instill that in my clients. Um, I majored in finance in college. So I've always had a love for it. Came out of college, worked in the banking industry. Um, and then I veered away from that. I worked for 16 years in corporate America for a pharmaceutical company. And I talk about this story in my book, my company downsized. I, and they went through years of downsizing, but I never lost my job. Mm -hmm. And one day I said out loud, I hope I am part of the next downsize. And I caught myself because you think it, yeah. but you never <laughs> say it. Right, and right. I, I really felt like, um, I was wearing golden handcuffs, and I think a lot of us are victim to that. We are on a comp at a company, or we're on a job, and I really do feel like there's a difference between a job and a career. But right. we're on a job, and we're happy with our paychecks, but we're not necessarily walking in our purpose or right. happy. So I said that out loud, and it happened. But believe me when I say I knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. All the signs were on sure. the wall. And so I prepared myself. It was almost like going through a nesting stage. I um, made sure everything was paid off. Uh, at the time, I, I drove a company car. I went out and bought, bought a car before it was even announced, before I even knew. Mm -hmm. I said, in the event that I'm affected by this, I will be prepared. So when I found out about this layoff, I, it was like my manager called me and he told me and I was not phased. My ego was bruised because mm -hmm. you don't want that, right. but I was in phase. And so I recreated my resume. Um, that happened in um, January and we weren't allowed to look for jobs until April. So I reorganized uh, my, because you were still being paid. Okay. I reorganized my resume <laughs> and a recruiter found me. So I never looked for a job. Uh -huh. I, I knew that I wanted to become a financial planner. I said for the rest of my life, I want to help people with their money. So okay. you had an extra strategy in transitioning from your uh, that job to the career, to your passion. And I think that a lot of people don't think of it that way. You need to have some type of exit strategy. You need to plan, like I was, I'm telling my nephew right now, plan your escape. <laughs> yes, but yeah. you know what? We were talking about that in a previous show, and I think that's why you're 
eyes lit up when I told you I was on my second career, right? Uh-huh. I totally believe, I don't care whether you're in business for yourself or you're working for someone else, you need to have an exit strategy because you have to ask yourself, number one, can I do this when I'm 60, 65, That's 70 right. years old? Do I even want to do this do I want to do when it? I'm 60, 65, 70 years old? And to your point, which I love because I feel that I'm in that season of my life, mm-hmm. is walking in your purpose. Walking in your purpose. Actually, you know, everybody's not blessed to be able to make a living walking in their purpose. A lot of people are trapped in jobs because they have fit their living around that paycheck and they can't walk away from it because they're strapped with debt. They have, you know, a lot. The bills are very high. And so they might not be happy where they're working, but they can't walk away because they haven't done, so, so it sounds like some of the things that you did. But but here's the thing, I tell people to hustle while they work. Uh-huh. We really need to take time to ourselves and just stop and think about what is it that I would be willing to do for free if money was an option. Yes. And again, I talk about that at the back of my, at the end of my book, what is it that I'm willing to do for free if money's no object and, and meditated on that. Even uh-huh. when I went through that, I actually wrote, read a couple of books on my purpose and I knew that it, this was it. Okay. And then the fact that I didn't have to find a job or a recruiter found me. Um, and every time I doubt myself, something will happen. <laughs> every time I have a doubt that, oh, I may need to go find a job, I'll get an email or someone will call me up and say, hey, I need you uh, as an advisor. So I continuously get answers. I continually get signs. So I stop questioning. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're self-employed, sometimes we question that. I stop questioning that because I know I'm walking and doing what I'm supposed to do. And that's helping people get their financial house in order. But I think, I think Dr. Flo, that even when we are kind of stuck or slave to our particular jobs, we can still do something about Mm -hmm. getting ourselves out of that predicament by Mm -hmm. planning. Mm -hmm. That's right. having that financial freedom that you keep talking Absolutely. about. And again, because uh, you're working on your Toyota Tundra, but you're walking in your purpose now because you love what you do, uh, but I you're do. working on some financial stuff, trying to get your Toyota Tundra, you, the truck that you, you want you, that I told you, you, you can't have, have right now. You have already told me that I need to save and invest more. That's right. That's exactly what I'm doing. I just I'm not running out there getting it. While you're walking in your purpose. There, there you go. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I knew what you were saying. Uh, I was just telling our listeners what you meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate that. But I, I agree. Yeah. I, you got to have, you do have to have an extra strategy. And that's something that I talk about mm-hmm. when I talk to people about estate planning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an extra strategy that yes. we need to create. Not just when we pass away, but that same extra strategy so that when we get to retirement, we all a-okay. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. That's what we preach here. So that's why when I met you, I was like, my eyes lit up. I was like, oh yes. <laughs> but you know what? Some people, and I hear, I, I know I said that, that may be, need to be my next book, but I sense, and I get a lot of people that come to me, especially women, because most of my clients are professional women that I know immediately that they're on an exit strategy. Uh-huh. But we, sometimes we wait when we're in um, in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And I think people should, we should always be thinking about our plan B, but mm-hmm. I think sometimes people feel come to an advisor or they come and seek out help when 
and I'll use an example when when a person has inherited a ton of money, yeah. and then they go seek out an advisor once they spend everything, and they they want you to create a miracle, right? And, and, and that <laughs> a lot right. of times, as right. opposed to finding and finding a professional that can help you maintain and hold on to that money. But that's what happens. And I know it. A lot of times I'll, I'll get the tears mm-hmm. and tears will start rolling. And I know that's a woman who's trying to create an exit strategy. And it may be that she knows that I need to get myself together before I walk. Uh-huh. Because okay. they say statistically, um, women outlive men. Mm-hmm. And again, you're right. It's the women who come and want to get this extra strategy or get a plan in place mm-hmm. in order to be able to take care of the family if the husband passes away before they do. Right. Well, we have some awesome women in our circle, and uh, we were just talking to one of them before the show started. We were talking to Miss Harris, and one of the things that uh, Pamela Harris stresses is, you know, and the thing I love about women, we, we, we take our, we take our life examples and we turn them into education. Oh. And so we're, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to, we're going to go to a break right now. We'll talk about that when we come back. So you're listening to mind your business radio and we'll be right back. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. All right. We are back. We are back. We are back with our, our guest, Terrell Dinkins. And we were talking about uh, the fact that we, we, we're surrounded with a lot of good women that uh, are business owners and who have a, a lot of good business and financial sense because a lot of them, not only are they educated, but they've used their personal experiences to help people uh, keep from making mistakes. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I want to know, and we're going to get into your book, is, Terrell, if you knew then, <laughs> if you knew then what you know now, uh-huh, <laughs> because you told me you've always been a good steward of your mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. So if you knew then what you know now, is there anything you would do differently? Yes. Okay, what would you do? Um, even though I'm a good steward of my money, when we had the 2008 crash, uh-huh. I would have been more aggressive with a couple of stocks that I like. I'm not going to name the stocks, yes. but um, I would have been more aggressive. And I wouldn't have been afraid to take some cash and invest because um, I didn't take money out of my retirement account. And so many people did. I knew not to do that. Right. But I would have done some investing. So if uh-huh. I had known that the market would have turned around, of course, back in 2008, um, in 2009, I think all that was happening. I was at a point where I was holding on to things. I wanted to make sure that I maintained what I had. Mm-hmm. But had I known, mm-hmm. I would have done a lot more investing. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's good advice. Well, see now. 
what happened, what I did was when my financial statements came, I, I didn't want to see anything, so I just kind of laid it aside. You just put it on. <laughs> you should that's, that's, that's great. Just ride it out. I, put I it to the side. I ride it out because if I saw, if I saw it, I think I probably would have panicked and done some foolish things. Mm. And you know, one of the things that I found, and, and it's, it's so good now because, you know, I, I can wake up in the morning and just go to my brokerage account on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I can just look at my stock positions on my phone. And one of the things that I that I constantly remind myself of when I see a particular stock that's not doing too well is, okay, why did you invest in this company in the first place? Exactly. Okay, why why did you invest in the first place? You know they're go- that they're going to have ups and downs, but you did a little research on this company, and you know you thought, and, and, and I don't have any any technical skill in 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 picking a stock or anything like that. My thing is I look for companies that I would like to support that that I like, you know, that I would shop at or that I would like to support, or I think are doing really cool things. (laughs) Not necessarily that I've done all the ratios, you know, I haven't done all the ratios that I teach my students to do, (laughs) but you know, sometimes it's just a, sometimes it's just a feeling about a company uh, because they're doing some really good things and, you know, they have some good plans in the, in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but I, I'm like Althea, a lot of times I'll just say, okay, I, I'll look at it and then I kind of put it to the side and, and try to remember why I invested in the, in the company. You think that's, I think that you, you hit on something so important. Why did I invest in the company in the first place? And is there anything better? Uh-huh. If if I can't replace it with anything better than, and this is my personal philosophy, yeah. then I don't touch it. Okay. So yeah, again, why did I okay, do that it? Makes sense. And if there's nothing that I can place is better than I then I leave it alone. Okay. All right. Well, I am definitely like I promised, want wanting to get into the book. Althea, are you ready to get into her book? Sure. One bucket at a time. What does one bucket at a time mean? Well, and look- you got this pretty bucket not even a not even a country bucket on the cover and oh by the way i think this is did you sign it yet i this, am this is my signed copy <laughs> yeah because you huh althea gets books from her guests i get books from my guests i'm not i don't have any remorse about getting this book i don't feel anything okay it's okay all right, all right but i am gonna get my own book that's fine <laughs> but i have my own this is gonna be my own autograph co- uh copy and it is a beautiful book with pink and green oh, on the cover this is a pretty pink bucket i want to know why it's not a country book what is what is this one bucket <laughs> let me, at a time let me mean? tell you well so people can you can go to my website yes. onebucketnation.com and see the book or go to Amazon. But the bucket, the book has rain going into a bucket. People typically say for a rainy day, the rain represents abundance. Uh And then I have green letters to represent money. And of course the bucket, because we fill our buckets and we want to fill our buckets so that we do have abundance. And that was the whole uh, analogy behind the whole Mm -hmm. bucket. And then the reason why it's pink and green, it's not really pink, it's fuchsia for the (laughs) listeners that are out there because I wanted, um, the green is a money green and it's a fuchsia. It's mm-hmm. not sorority colors. I'm unlike mm-hmm. popular belief. So it's a fuchsia to represent money or represent well, Terrell, women. You know, we learned in undergrad, everything is pink. Everything's right? pink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but 
But uh-huh. it is this a future because I okay. wanted something that would appeal to all women. Good. Yeah. Even okay. our even our sisters that wear wear their intensified pink. Right. I want to right. Feel to all right. Right. Seriously. So so okay. that's why. So that was why. And the buckets represent the multiple buckets or the multiple buckets that women need to create throughout their life because we're gonna have peaks and valleys throughout our lifetime. Mm-hmm. So those buckets are the different piles of money that you should create that will sustain you throughout life and beyond retirement. Okay. So, so like what? All right. So I talk about in my book, I talk about four buckets mm-hmm. and the four buckets are bucket number one, a short term bucket. Mm-hmm. Bucket number two is our midterm bucket. Bucket three is long-term bucket, and bucket four is what I call a guaranteed bucket. Now, if you talk to people in general, most of us will have bucket number one and bucket number three, mm. uh, especially if you work for an employee. So we, short-term, long-term. Short-term and long-term. Okay. Exactly. okay. So most people will have a short-term bucket, and that is what I call a liquid bucket. Uh-huh. And uh, you and I talked a little bit about this uh-huh. prior to the show starting right. uh, that compared to the jar sink. A thing that people talk about. And uh-huh. I don't know if you're going to. No, no, that. go ahead. But um, so a lot of times you hear, you've seen people where they create these different jars and they create, put cash in all the jars. But the difference between my buckets and the jars is that I only have one liquid bucket and that's that short term bucket. So mm-hmm. in the event that you have an emergency and I'll explain what I mean by liquid because some people may not know what I mean mm-hmm. by liquid. But in the event that you have an emergency and you need to get your hands on cash and you're not penalized when you t- put your hands on that cash, that's what your short-term bucket mm-hmm. is. And even in that short-term bucket, you can have multiple buckets uh, where you're saving for vacations or you're saving uh-huh. for an event. But overwhelmingly, that's what I mean by the short-term bucket, your liquid cash bucket. And that's what I mean by liquid. Liquid just means that if you take the money out, it doesn't change its form. It may not keep up with inflation, but it doesn't change its form. Mm-hmm. It, you put in a dollar, you take out a dollar. You're not going to lose it. And then I'll skip over that second bucket and i go to the long-term bucket because a lot of people typically have that bucket. Mm-hmm. Your long-term bucket is usually your 401ks, 403bs, 457 plans, your retirement accounts mm-hmm. that people have. But the problem with that long-term bucket is that if you take the money out, you may be penalized. Uh-huh. Right. No, you're fine. Okay. If you take the money out, you'll be penalized. But mm-hmm. people don't realize that. I've had so many people to come to me and say, well, I needed to do, had an emergency, so I just went into my 401k plan and borrowed from my 401k plan. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with borrowing from your 401k plan. You may not be penalized because you can pay it back. You can borrow from your money. But if you leave that job mm-hmm. and you leave that employee, then you, if you don't put the money back, then that's when you're hit. Right. That's, That's when right. you're hit. That's true. That. That's true. So, so many people use their long-term bucket as their emergency fund when they should have a, a liquid bucket for that. Okay. okay. So now I'll go back to the other two buckets that yes. people are leery afraid of. My midterm bucket is what I call your investment bucket. But mm-hmm. pe- believe it or not, you can invest and take the money out. You're not penalized. Mm-hmm. You may have to pay short-term or long-term capital gain taxes. And that just depends on So that's on sort of income. like a brokerage account. That is your like brokerage that. account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you can put your ETFs, your stocks, mm-hmm. mid- put money in the market in that bucket. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everything's not at risk. And then 
what I call a guaranteed bucket. Now, in the world, my world as an advisor, I can't use the word guarantee when I talk about stocks because there's mm-hmm. no guarantee right. in the stock market. Right. But the areas where I can talk about guarantees include Social Security. Because uh-huh. right now, our government says, I will guarantee you Social Security if okay. you retire. So oh, that's a guarantee. Yeah. So that's a guarantee. Every time I get that statement that says, if you retire at this age, I say, oh, Lord, let it be. Yes. Let it be. <laughs> of course, we don't know what's going to happen. But um, right. right now, if you retire, you can say, I can use the word guarantee for Social Security. Right. You can also use the word guarantee when you talk about annuities. Okay. And annuities mm-hmm. are guaranteed by the insurance company that they can guarantee you a payment when you um put money in and right. defer and you take it out. So I can use the word guarantee there. You can also use the word guarantee when for people that may have worked for an employer like I did mm-hmm. that have pension plans. Uh-huh. So they may have deferred compensation or deferred uh, pension plans. Right. That's guaranteed and it's um, insured. Uh-huh. And then you can also use the word guarantee when we talk about cash value and insurance, which mm-hmm. people don't ever think about yep. insurance when it, when it comes to an investment can guarantee the cash because right. that's that's money that does not drop right the stock market that's right so those are those are the four buckets that i talk about that are different than the jars that people they spend save and give those jars because all they're of those all are liquid. liquid yeah they're all okay liquid. all right and then it, it's harder to discipline yourself when you have all these liquid buckets well, especially if they're at your disposal yeah. like that. Okay. And so you want to, I, I tell my clients to, um, if they're creating some liquid buckets, to put them in a, I, I like online savings accounts, yes. not the brick and mortar institutions uh-huh. that we have. We were they talking pay, about that earlier. They, they mm-hmm. pay better rates. Um, and I'm not going to endorse any one, right. but one of my favorite, I like Capital One because okay. you can create a customer account and um, and then create these mini buckets inside that one right that one account mm-hmm. okay one account. So all right like uh althea and i were talking about that we were talking about a future show and the fact that you know the younger generation now doesn't even want a brick and mortar bank they <laughs> want to do if they can't do it on their phones they're not interested in doing it so a lot of the banks are having trouble because they're not up to speed like capital one and making that available mm-hmm. um, exactly to, to a lot of their clients yeah. so 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 okay we got the one two three four bucket And so we're going to talk about that when we come back. We got the short-term bucket. That's our liquid uh, assets, which is cash, cash equivalents. We got our middle bucket, our midterm bucket, which are investments. And that could be our brokerage accounts. Uh, Do our, okay, and yeah, just investments. We can pull those out too. You can pull them out. But with little penalty or little. You don't have penalties on. You just have to pay capital gains. Yeah, commissions or something, right? But you commissions on the way in. Commissions are on. Yeah, you Uh don't pay those in. Okay. And then your long term would be your 401ks, your IRAs, your Roths, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the fourth bucket is that guaranteed Social Security, annuities, pensions, cash value insurance. That's correct. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back with Terrell Dinkins. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click myowntaxreturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click myowntaxreturn.com to reach a real CPA. 
Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash Mind Your Biz Radio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. And now back to Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson for more of Mind Your Business Radio on Talk Zone. Well, Althea, what were you saying? We were are so glad that you're joining us here on Mind Your Business Radio. And we are so lucky to have our guest, Ms. Terrell Dinkins, talking about her new book, One Bucket at a Time, and giving us some financial education. Well, now, Althea, are you going to be... Uh, blabbing off some statistics today? Are you going to be talking about some statistics? Yes, why not? Let's let's talk about some statistics. And Well, one thing we were saying that there are two ways for your money to work for you. You, Your money can earn money, Mm -hmm. and I think Terrell has talked about that, Mm -hmm. uh, buying stocks or investing in companies, or you can buy something with your money that could increase its value. Um, basically you can become an owner of something that you hope will increase in value over the time, such as your property, Mm -hmm. such as your stock. Mm -hmm. But um, studies in the African-American community show that many of us have confidence in their knowledge of managing money and household expenses, but not so much when it comes to investing. And that's why we have uh, Terrell Hill here to help us with that. And, you know, it's a it's a constant here at Mind Your Business Radio. It's a constant, constant, constant echo, right, Althea, that we say we're trying to help people learn that you have to make money work for you. We That's have right. been taught to work for money, you know, even going through college, right? Mm-hmm. We train our students how to go to work and how to work for money, but we don't always train people how to have money work for them. Exactly. It's almost like the best kept secret amongst the elite as to how money works for them. And so I really appreciate this book. Now, there are a couple of chapters in this book that I want you to talk on, right? Okay. The first chapter you do talk about wealth building is a journey. That's right. It's not just right. It's not just you get it right and you're done, right? It's mm-hmm. a journey. But you also have here because mind your business, we we try to empower power women. Why women? Thank you so much for asking <laughs> that question. First, I will say that my book, there are strategies in my book for men and women. My, as a matter of fact, my editor was a guy. He said, Terrell, this book is for everyone. But I wrote the book for women for one major reason. We outlive our male counterparts. In the United States, the United States has the largest number of centenarians. And centenarians are those people that reach the age of 100 and beyond. So, um, there's a huge number of centenaries. I think it's about 53%. Um, and I can't, don't quote me on the statistics, mm-hmm. but if we look at the number of centenarians that are out there, I do know that 83% of the centenarians are women. Mm-hmm. Especially when you get to the age of 65, their statistics show you're going to live a long time. Yeah. But 
think about that. Um, and that's even the case when I look at my history. My my father uh, passed before my mom. Yes. As a matter of fact, my mom was an early young widow at the age of 34 years of age. Wow. And my dad died at age of 36. And I talk wow. a little bit about this in my book. My grandmother was born in 1920. So she's going to be 96 years old this year. Wow. And if you think about people in general, you ask the question, how many of you how many people do you know that live past the age of 100? There are a lot of them. There are a lot yeah. of them, especially women. So that's why I wrote the book and dedicated it back to women, women who have lost their way financially. Mm -hmm. So if we know already that we're going to live a long time and we may end up living a long time alone, we need to be prepared for it. That makes it says sense. here that, that women sense. often overlook what will happen when their husbands, parents, or other relatives die. 36% mm -hmm. of women 65 and older are widowed, yes, right. mm -hmm. compared to 12% of men 65 and older, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. That's right. You know, some of my clients, I actually, and this is when I was practicing full-time, some of my clients actually came to me because their husband's were my client and their husbands passed on and they did not have a clue. They didn't have what was going on. And they they relied on me almost 100 percent to tell them, you know, what what is what's the financial situation of my household? Where what's my tax position? What's exactly going on? I don't even have copies of my tax return. Mm. Um, you know, uh, my, my husband died and left this business. How do I sell it? You know, how do I do this and how do I do that? Did he even mention to you, <laughs> did he mention to you what, that, you know, where he kept the policies, insurance policies? It's amazing wow. what a lot of people will come to you well, uh, and need advice on. Uh, and so, or what bills need to be paid. Oh, Those wow. are the types of things. So I, I applaud you in trying to get women to understand that statistically we do outlive men. And a lot of times if we're not prepared, if we're leaving everything up to the husband and we don't know what bills are being paid, we don't know what estate planning or uh, things have been put in place, uh, insurance and other things, then we might be left you know, really in a bad situation. And then here's what, here's what um, magnifies things. It's extremely difficult to work with someone your husband just died. You're emotional, mm -hmm. right? It's very difficult. You know, a lot of our, our widows take bad advice because they cannot really think on their feet when they've been struck with, you, you know, know, an emotional tragedy. I, I talk a little bit about that in my, there's a section of my book, my book called Finding Your Seat at the Table. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that women, if, especially if you're in a situation or household where your husband manages the finances and you manage the house, and that's a lot of work. I'm just saying, find out what your strengths are and have a meeting. You should know what's going on. You, you don't have to be the financial expert, but at least have a conversation with your husband. And you don't want to be the situation where you're a stay-at-home mom, where you're working inside the household. And I ask you the question, does your husband have a uh, um, an IRA for you and you look at me like a deer uh, <laughs> and so you need to know what he has in place for you it should not be a secret right you don't need to be the expert on it but it should not be a secret what's in place in your household where can I put my hands on the documents in the event that something mm -hmm. should happen do we have a vault do we have life insurance how much life insurance I had a conversation with a woman this morning and and she didn't know 
of course, I knew she was a woman who was creating an exit strategy. How much life insurance does your husband have and are you the beneficiary on it? Mm-hmm. And that is so important. And we yes. don't know. So you don't have to be an expert. You just need to know what's going on. Pull up a seat. <laughs> Have a conversation. Yes, Althea. This is right up your alley. I mean, it really is right <laughs> up my alley because, uh-huh. again, I think it's still about changing women's mindset. Mm-hmm. We we kind of want to look to our husbands to have the answers for everything and to, to do the things as far as finances are concerned. But I, I agree with you, Terrell. We need to know what our strengths are. Mm-hmm. If my strengths is, is much more in the financial part of it, mm-hmm. to take care of the household, then I'm asking my husband, okay, look, I'm the person who do this. We know you dispense thrift here. Mm-hmm. So we got to reverse some of those, those roles. But again, mm-hmm. part of the other mindset that I guess I grew up in. Well, I'm still going to ask yeah. you, what did mama tell you about? Grandmama told Grandma me tells about every, every tub, tub must, must learn to, to sit, sit on, on its, its own, own bottom. bottom. Oh, wow. <laughs> How do I know that by heart, Terrell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Again, because, yes. again, I need to have my finances. Yes. You need to have yours. If anything hit the fan, right. we can maybe go depart in a peaceful in a peaceful way. Not saying we don't have a financial together, right. together mm-hmm. but I have my own and I can stand up on my own mm-hmm. and do what I need to do. I'm not solely dependent upon speaking, someone else. Speaking as big mama and also mm-hmm. an attorney, I can hear it. Yes. <laughs> I, it makes sense. But it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but but again, uh, we have Althea and I and our practices have run across, you know, uh, w- women who are just ill prepared uh, when and it comes to that it type all of thing. Because yes. you're not prepared. You're not yes. prepared. Right. So that's the big why. Why? Yeah. Women. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, let me ask you something. Um, when you we talked about the four buckets, what do you mean in chapter five when you talking if you're talking about protecting your buckets? Now we got our money. Does that mean we got our money in the five buckets? Yes. So now we four have to buckets. Like, oh, I'm sorry, four okay. buckets, and now we have to prepare. Does to, that mean I put that little cash in that? You know, <laughs> oh no, away. we ain't talking about cash in your bra <laughs> out there. <laughs> what do we mean? What do we mean by protecting our four buckets? Well, you know, here's the thing: you can have. All of the money in the world. And then here's, Althea can attest to this as an attorney. You can be sued. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I am so uh, a big proponent of risk management. Mm-hmm. I think you need to make sure that you have insurance. And I'll use that as an example. I talk about disability insurance. Mm-hmm. So disability insurance, a lot of times when people go see a, 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 an insurance person, they think, oh gosh, they're just trying to sell me disability insurance. Disability insurance, to me, for a single person who has no children and they're running their own household, is more important than life insurance. Okay. And what I mean by that, because disability insurance is paycheck protection. It protects your paycheck. So in the event that you are a single female, and I have a lot of single females, and you became ill and there's no money coming in, what happens to that bucket that you create? You create this liquid bucket, and then you have no paycheck coming in. So now your bucket's not protected because you're starting to deplete the Mm -hmm. funds in that bucket. But if you have a disability policy, then at least, and you have some money in in that bucket, you're going to get at least 60% of your paycheck that continues to come through your house. Now, if you don't have any debt, which is what we work on and mm-hmm. which is what I work on as an advisor with my clients trying to help you pay off the debt. So now you're disabled. 
but you have money in the bank and you have 6% of that money coming in, which is enough money to cover your food, shelter, clothes, right. you're keeping a roof over your head. So you may not even have to deplete because when you're out of work, you're not going to spend money on your hair. You're not going to be driving your car. So some of those things that you would put, um, sometimes spend money on, they've gone away. Mm -hmm. So that disability check is enough money to then uh, sustain you when you're disabled. And that's what I mean by protecting your buckets. Mm -hmm. Likewise, we talk about um, life insurance. Oh, yes. um, and, and that's a big thing with mine. So hypothetically, if uh, a husband and wife couple, they have no life insurance mm -hmm. and she's a stay at home mom. It what life is, what people don't realize about life insurance is life insurance is to be there to make your life whole or make that household whole in the event that the other person leaves. So if you have no life insurance and the husband passes and you have a stay at home mom or, or someone who's working the household, your life is no longer whole because the income that potentially comes in is gone. So now you're wiping out your buckets as opposed to society sustaining and protecting your buckets. That makes sense. And that's what I mean by that. Or or car insurance, as an example. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you have no car insurance <laughs> and you go out and wreck your car, mm -hmm. then you have to come out of your pocket, your buckets, and pay it off. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by risk management okay. and protecting those buckets. Likewise with wheels. Wheels are, is another thing that we talk about in protecting your buckets, protecting your household. I mean, we have these, you know, superstars that didn't have wheels in oh, place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So their state's not protected. Mm -hmm. So all of those things, insurance, your wheels, your powers of attorneys, your living wheels and trusts are there to protect our buckets. And if we don't have those things in place, they wipe out all of the things we've ever saved for. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So let me ask you something. When we're talking about protecting our buckets, um, what's been your experience with long-term care? Do you have a lot of your, I'm, I'm sure you network with a lot of insurance professionals and of course people like Althea, the attorneys who set up the estate plans. Um, is, is, would that be part of the strategy yes. as well? Long-term care? Mm -hmm. Okay. Long -term. And right. I talk, a, I talk, a, I cover those buckets in the book, but long-term care is one of those because believe it or not, um, for people that are kind of like the the wealthy people, mm -hmm. they will really need. If you don't have any money, you may be able to uh, Medicaid. Medicaid, uh -huh. exactly. Right, right. So well, I do cover that. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll be right back. Um, and now, when I come back, I want to talk about facing the woman in the mirror. Okay. And I'm not gonna let you get out of here without those top ten. Okay. All right. You'll be. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio, and we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash Mind Your Biz Radio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. 
That's myowntaxreturn.com. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florin Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson. We are back with Mind Your Business Radio. I'm so glad we're not streaming live today. Um, yeah, because we were ready to go to jail, right? We, 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 were, we were streaming live. Uh, you guys would think something was wrong with attorney Althea DeBar Johnson, but since we're not <laughs> streaming live, <laughs> you cannot see her facial expressions. Okay. Terrell Dinkins, I want to know, chapter two talks about facing the woman in the mirror. Who? What, 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 what? <laughs> what do we have to do? That's, that's one of my favorite chapters in the book. Yes. Uh, and, you know, we, we talk about the buckets, but here's the, here's what I mean by that. You simply need to get to a point where you start thinking about if the 65 or 67 year old person or 65, 67 year old me had to have a conversation with myself right now and ask the question, what did you do to get yourself prepared? What would the 65 year old, 67 year old say to me right now? Mm -hmm. Would I be happy with myself with what I've done? Mm-hmm. So facing the woman in the mirror is to really have a good look at where am I, where do I want to be, mm-hmm. and and also looking at our weaknesses. If you know that you have a, ste- a, a, a spin demon in you, and I talk about my little <laughs> spin demons, then you need to face your spin demons. Yes. You need to ask yourself, why am I not, why do I not have money saved up? Uh-huh. And just face it and then find, figure out why. A lot of times people have um, their things that they may have faced in their childhood or right. may have watched their parents do. And they realize that I've picked up those bad spending habits from my mom or my dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by really and truly digging deep and facing the person in the mirror. Once you face and realize where your demons are, that's mm-hmm. when you can be a little bit more proactive and move forward in saving and building wealth. Uh, for the future. And, you know, this goes right in line with what Althea and I talk about all the time, because we're always talking about mindset, right, Althea? Mm -hmm. We're always talking about, you know, we can do better if we learn better. But the, but the issue is like you touched on Terrell, a lot of times these habits are ingrained Mm -hmm. in us. And we, 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 we have this mindset, this, uh, I think it's an immediate gratification mindset. Or sometimes I, I think about, um, when you talk to somebody, let's let's say there's somebody that grew up in the Great Depression, you know, older person grew up in the Great Depression. It's very difficult for you to get them to sell any of their possessions. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. get rid of some of your possessions. No, no, no. You know, it's that mindset right. uh, that they have to hold on to everything. And so it depends on how you grew up, when you grew up, what the situation was, what your experience was. Uh, whether you take in this information and use it appropriately and can actually digest this information properly. You're right. You know what I hear a lot when I, and it's so funny, I hear the word, I deserve. Whoa. I deserve. I work so hard, so I deserve (laughs) this handbag. And I got it on sale, so we justify (laughs) the I deserve with I got it on sale. Uh So if you got a a $600 handbag on sale for $300, you still spent $300 (laughs) on that handbag. (laughs) I deserve also my tongue. 
You do. You <laughs> really do deserve. You tundra. deserve your tantra. You work hard out there, but you ain't getting it today. Oh. that's all I'm saying. Well, okay. I will try <laughs> to see if see, I you, you, you understand delayed gratification. Delayed gratification. You have yes. discipline. You understand delayed gratification, I, I and that's <laughs> and that's all we're saying is that yeah, you can have those things that you desire. That's right. But it's a plan. It's There's not a just plan. a shopping spree. It's a plan. That okay. is absolutely okay. right. All right. Well, I'm saving up for my my car now. I have a 2007 uh-huh. car. It's paid for a long yes. time ago. And I'm, I'm just saving and waiting. You know, I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to get, but I'm waiting. I, 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 I like that because I got a 1997 um, oh. Toyota. And so now I'm forced to save for the the vehicle that I really want. Well, you know, I I almost cried. I I mean, I'm with you. I I love getting out of debt. I I don't have a mortgage. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm getting it. That's why I was was really, you know, I was feeling you, right? Mm -hmm. Because I knew when I was starting this new chapter that I was going to be probably making a third of what I made in my practice. But it's okay. But it's okay because I'm, I downsized and I don't have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. But I almost cried when my car, I realized I had to go get a car note because mm-hmm. I'm like, cars don't last forever. And so, but that I'm, I agree with you. Not having a car note, not having a mortgage. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful Ew. thing. It gives yeah. you a lot. It gives you a lot of freedom. And now that, that I'm remarried, I, I see uh, my husband appreciates a lot of that freedom too because mm-hmm. we're able to to say well okay we you know what all the bills are paid wow you know we have a little extra or you know all the bills are paid and we actually saved this we invested that and wow we have you know we have a little extra and i know we wouldn't have that extra if there were mortgages and things like that that that's we right. had to deal with that, and i think so you gives you freedom con- con- you should, that's congratulations you you well, are thank you you're it's rare Woo-hoo! And that's before you get to your 60s. Right. I think that's a blessing. Yes. And it it, it allows us to even have discussions about what we're going to do in in real retirement. Mm -hmm. Okay. How are we, are we going to stay in this house? Are we going to cash in and do something else? What what are we going to do? And so you can have those discussions when you're not strapped. Mm -hmm. So, so one thing I want to talk about, I do not want to you to leave without talking about this because I'm trying to make the most out of my time with Terrell Dinkins. Terrell has personal top 10 wealth building tips in her book. Yes. Okay. So number one says create a spending plan. The budget. We call it the B word here at, at, at mind your business. <laughs> mind your business radio. <laughs> but it's actually financial freedom. I call it financial freedom plan because right. my, my I've learned my clients turn on every anytime I say what's your budget, people seem to tune out. They and, do. Okay, so we do the B word. The B word, B word is a bad word, but I call it a spending plan. Or yes. budget, and that's my my first one. So here's what I've done. I and I had I talk about these ten tips, uh, and actually I'm going to have those on my uh, one bucket minute on my YouTube channel. I'm working oh, awesome! On that now. But creating a spending plan. I have a spending plan or a budget, and I don't mind saying a budget, and I tweak it every single 
month because things change. Hypothetically, if your child has a dance class and she's no longer taking dance class, that clears up $60, $65. So what are you going to do with that? And when I say having a spending plan, I do believe in what I call zero-based planning, meaning that every single penny in your paycheck should have a home. Okay. So when you're done, you should have nothing left over in your spending plan. And that means that you've given yourself an allowance. Every single penny has gone somewhere. And you can kind of imagine that spending plan like the sun. Um, your paycheck goes in as a conduit and then the rays of the sun go out because your money should be shooting out. And the only thing that should be really left in your checking account mm -hmm. are the things that you pay your bills with and your play money. Okay. 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 And then number two, eliminate credit card debt. Yes. That that's, that's just goes without saying. Same. Credit exactly. card debt is just higher than anything. Number three, re uh, record credit card transactions just like a debit transaction. Oh, that's neat. That's different. Yeah. So I, I write down when I charge things on my credit card and I treat it like a debit transaction. Yeah. So when I get ready to pay my credit card bill, uh -huh. I pay it off in full. I okay. know what that money is. I write, I use an old check register. And I okay. That's nice. Because, like yeah, that. because it's nothing my finance instructor used to make sure that he only used American Express because That's he knew there you go he knew that 30 days you know it had to be paid and then he used all the points to travel so mm -hmm. and then create an emergency fund and we talked all right about we that. talked about that pay yourself first and make it automatic automatic saving here's a wealth building is about two things when you think about people that built wealth they've done two two things. First, it's about behavior and it's about your your habit. And then with that habit of making your investments automatic, if your money goes in, it needs to go out. You cannot rely on yourself to save or invest mm -hmm. money because it'll disappear. So six was also that that's that make your investment contributions automatic. And then seven, we talked about delay gratification. Yes. That's awesome. We, we talk, can wait. That's tough. Yeah, it's tough, but it, it pays off, doesn't it? It does. And part of the problem in the minority community is we don't do enough delaying gratification. We, we don't leave legacies for our family. Uh, our family is always starting over from ground zero when we pass on. A lot of other people leave million dollar life insurance policies, oh, yes. things like that. So the next generation doesn't have to struggle as much. And we seem to pass on debt. debt. Our debt. <laughs> debt even, if, even if you don't pass on, if you become disabled or incapacitated, mm -hmm. you still have left for debt That's because right. you haven't planned. And then eight was save enough to place a 20% down payment on your home or refinance in 20 years. Yes. That's awesome. Nine is make insurance protection. And we talked about that. And 10 is find yourself a good advisor or financial oh, mentor. Yes. We are always talking about that. Terrell, guess what? We're out of time. Isn't wow. that? Wow. That's 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 great time. Hour in the whole entire yes. world. You are an awesome, awesome guest. Please tell us how to get in touch with you. You can find me or go to my website at www.onebucketnation.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at One Bucket Nation. All right. All right. You have been listening to Mind Your Business Radio. This is your education station, your business, your family, your life. Your life. Bye, Althea. Ha, ha, ha.